Yo, what's up, you guys? This is Nana, and I'm doing an interview with Rob, Front Row Live. Nana, what's up, man? Congratulations with this new EP. It's seriously a breath of fresh air. Um, I, from from beginning to end, it's it's something new. It's something fresh. It's something that I haven't experienced in, in hip-hop and rap in a long, long time. Um, so I want to dive in and talk about this EP and, like, that creative process for you initially. Like, how did this EP start for you? First and foremost, I, I want to, you know, uh, say thank you. I really appreciate that you, you know, um, appreciate and enjoyed the music. Um, I think the process of this EP uh, for me just started after, um, you know, I uh, I dropped my debut project for um, uh, Save Yourself. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of give an origin story of Save Yourself and um, uh, just really highlighting where I'm from, you know, um, Save Yourself was was a project about the listener um, beginning, uh, highlighting not only where I'm from, but the people that come from where I'm from and, you know, um, just giving uh, that backstory, you know, so um, that's where I came up with the title From the District uh, to the World listening to save yourself and then jumping in and listening to the CP, like it's, it's a big evolution, um, not just vocally, but also lyrically. And, you know, obviously like the stories that you're telling um, for you as the artist, like, how do you feel? Do you feel like that you, you notice this evolution um, now when you listen to both of these records or do you feel like you're still, you, you don't see it yet? Yeah, definitely. I think it was just all about trying new things as well. Like, like, um, as far as the musicality aspect as well. So I definitely think there was an evolution. You know, there was a great, uh, I wouldn't say it was too much time that passed afterwards, but, you know, every day is, 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 an, is it, it, it leaves room or it, it opens a door to evolve as a, as a, even as like a person, you know, like we learn new stuff every day. So even with the months that have passed, you, you know, that passed in between, from that project, from uh, Save Yourself to um, uh, from the district to the world, um, you know, it was it was a lot that I did learn. Um, it was a lot that I wanted to implement in my music uh, from the time of that project, uh, Save Yourself to from the district to the world, and just you know, just being an open book, just wanting to try new things, wanting to try new sounds, wanting to document and highlight. Um, different aspects of who I am as a person and, you know, having that reflect in the music. So yes, I would say it was more, it was a little bit more bouncy, but still having records that people can relate to, you know, just on a personal level. Um, so yeah, just kind of trying a little bit of everything. Did you come into this knowing that you were writing this EP or is this something that kind of revealed itself as more songs or tracks kind of uh, started to write themselves? Yeah, it was so it was sort of like that. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm just making songs. I'm just having fun. I'm just like, you know, being more um just not really I didn't really go into it with the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to make a project. As I started to create more and more and more, um I just started to catch a feeling and you know, it started to formulate on its own. And um myself, I'm 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 very storyline driven. So as it started to formulate, I'm like, okay, all right. Instead of just putting out songs that are 
or feel good or not sound good. Let me kind of piece it together to also um, uh, make it make sense and to also tie it back into uh, save yourself, um, which is why you hear some skits on there that might sound familiar from the first project. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very storyline driven. I'm very uh, uh, conceptual as well. So, yeah, you definitely you definitely take us into your world uh, with the way that you that you have your your lyrics and the wordplay that you do. How did you learn to do that? Um, was this something that just naturally like growing up, you were just naturally great at writing and storytelling? Or is this something that you constantly have to work at? Like, are you reading books to help you do like how how do you how do you perfect that? A little bit of both. You know, I, I grew up like listening. Some of my favorite albums, you know, were, you know, had those uh, elements in there, you know, and just being everybody loves a good story. Like everybody loves a good story, especially, you know, um, in this lifetime that we experience, you know, we meet different people of different creeds and colors and everybody has a story, you know, and it's about highlighting that and telling that and having that be relatable because somebody might be going through something that's similar to a story that I'm telling and it might save somebody's life, you know, because it's so relatable. So, you know, just um, having a little bit of everything or just experiencing you know, having some of my favorite albums be storyline driven, as well as wanting to document not only my story, but the stories of others as well, and having it be relatable to where it's like, okay, this is probably going to help somebody. So, and in that same sense, like being, being an artist and being vulnerable to your audience, um, is that something that you just feel comfortable doing? Because, uh, you know, I know a lot of artists say like, you know, we, we are, we are here to talk about these, like, these hard topics that no one else can really relate or no one else can really express, uh, but they can relate. So do you feel the same happens to you when you're writing your music or do you feel like you constantly have to like give yourself a reason as to why you're going to be vulnerable this time around? Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, like, I feel like as artists, we have a duty to kind of be on the front line and we take on the responsibility to kind of be brave for others and, highlighting or speaking about stuff that um you know the average person per se wouldn't feel comfortable speaking about especially on a public um a forum or platform that we have so you know that brings a level of comfort for the average person that hears us to be like okay i might not be able to speak about this publicly but there's somebody out there that feels the same way that i feel and now that brings me some sort of like solitude, knowing that um, I can relate to somebody else out there that's going through the same thing, even though, you know, them might not, you know, they may not feel comfortable expressing that, not even to a family member, you know, there's so many people going through so many different things, so many abuse victims and, um, you know, just so many different um, aspects of just, um, you know, real stuff that people go through that they can relate to when they hear in the music, you know, music is medicine. And for a lot of people, um, you know, they hear certain things and they're, it, it just brings them a level of comfort knowing that, um, you know, they can relate. When it comes to uh, your cadence throughout this entire EP, um, is that something that came first before the lyrics came? Uh, did you have these cadences in mind? ahead of time or did the lyrics help you kind of figure out the cadences throughout each track 
Uh, the cadence is kind of came first because I again I just wanted to try something different. So on different songs, like you get different flavors. You know, I just wanted to try different you know um, approaches, and you know, I the same the same concept or the same mindset, just a different approach. And you know, again to like what you said earlier, I think that just comes with uh, growth and wanting to grow and pushing myself to want to grow you know so it it kind of um yeah I definitely came like with the cadences first and was like okay on this I want to kind of do this I want to switch it up I want to do something different that I've you know that I per se might not have tried on the last project but you know I'm kind of you know pushing myself a little further on this project so with every project I always seek to evolve I always seek to grow as an artist and, um, you know, just get better and try different things, you know, just not be scared. You know, that's the only way you could continue to just just get better at anything. Just, you know, just being brave and not being scared and just put, you know, trying new things, you know. So how important were these producers in order for you to be able to step out of your comfort zone for this EP? Uh, very important. So we have uh, uh, DK, the Punisher, my guy, DK, the Punisher is from Inglewood. He's super talented. He's like one of my main go to producers. Um, uh, he's he's not from Inglewood. He's actually from um, uh, DK is from uh, Baltimore. Um, uh, we have Superville from um, he's from Toronto. Uh, DJ Khalil, legendary, one of my favorite producers of all time. Um, he was he was actually very instrumental in just like trying new things or just having a mindset um, of trying new things. Um, uh, who else do we have on there? We have Bregma. Uh, my guy Germ from Bregma um, was on there. Uh, so many different just dope producers that brought in that force and pushed me to step out of the box and try different things. We have my man, Lord Quest, who's also from Toronto as well. It was it was a pleasure working with all of these guys. They're all geniuses and they all have um, just fire resumes to where I knew that they would add um, and bring an element of um, of their flavor within my sound, you know, to the project. And it just helped amplify it um, something tremendous. So. It was great working with them. How do you marinate so many different flavors like that and still be able to give us this cohesive body of work like you did with this record? Just kind of having an idea of what I like, having an idea in mind of what I'm like, where I kind of like want to go already, you know, but um, it's really about just creating an energy and having a tone, like setting a tone, like and creating an energy and, 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 and making sure that, everybody's kind of like on the same page, you know, and just kind of going in there and, you know, have it, having it just, you know, um, like merge, you know, having everything kind of merge into each other and just making sure that it sounds um, on track and not, you know, this sounds like this over here, this sounds like this over here, this sounds like this over here. Everything has to sound co cohesive. You know, there are other songs that I made that didn't, you know, make this project for that reason, you know, everything just, it just has to sound and has to make sense, you know, even, even as far as the track listing goes, you know, you can't, I think for me, I think that's one thing that I know and that I see myself just 
progressing and getting better at is um, curating uh, the flow of the project. You know, just not having a song that sounds like this, having a, that follows with a song that sounds like this, it kind of has to flow, you know, and it's important. I think that's the most important part to telling a story is making sure that it flows well, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes or breaks the record. And and that's, yes, I feel like that's one of the toughest things once everything is finalized. Yes. Um, in that sense, with these eight tracks, which track do you feel happened or came out or created itself naturally? And which track do you feel like you felt the most challenged with and why? Um, the one that came together most like the most naturally is the one that DJ Khalil did, which was real, real. Uh, mm -hmm. with myself and Ken Jams. We went in there and we knocked the record out in like 20 minutes. Like it was like a jam session. DJ Khalil was there. He called up some of his musicians. You know, he laid the foundation. They played around it. Kent went in there, freestyled his part. You know, I went in there and knocked my verses out and it was like very quick. And it was and it felt good. It felt like a jam session. Um uh the most challenging I would say um it's probably, uh, I would probably say maybe, hmm, I would probably say get out the way um, just because the hook took me a little while. The hook took me a little while to like, uh, the verses were already like done. The hook took me some time to kind of like, it was different again, you know, like to my point earlier, it was, it was just something different. So just, challenging myself and trying to, you know, get the cadence of, of, or, or, or approaching a cadence that I felt like I haven't really done before and trying to, you know, make it feel good and, you know, kind of foresee how I see other people reacting to the record um, was something that I was just like, okay, how do I do this? And it took me some time, but it just, I just kind of let it come to me and it, 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 it ended up working out. So did you find yourself uh, trying new vocal tones because of these cadences or because of these new producers as well? Um, and if so, was there like a particular vocal tone on a particular song that you felt like you, it was like learning how to sing again or learning how to, to, you know, be able to release the, the, this music. And that's such a great question. Um, uh, yeah. Just honestly, just having, just having a certain approach with each record, like every record calls for different things. You know, um, you can't be, I, I feel like, I feel like it's, 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 and that's one thing that I really admire and respect and love uh, Kendrick Lamar for, because you never know which Kendrick Lamar you're going to get on what song, right? So the voice is like an instrument. And you have to know how to, and that's one thing that I kind of learned with this record. You gotta, you have to know how to um, uh, implement the voice and kind of get out of the way of the music sometimes, you know? You gotta get out of the way of the music and allow yourself to, or allow your voice to just be uh, somewhat of a, um, what's the word? Uh, somewhat of a, uh, an asset to the music. So by just like having an approach like for what the music calls for. So if the record is super hype, you know what type of approach you have to have with that. But that also might mean that, you know, you don't have to be so rapid rap on there. You know, you just kind of like, 
you know, it's all about it's all about just decorating the music and, you know, just having your voice just kind of, you know, you have you might have a cadence that's like you might not be saying much, but in not saying much, it's 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 saying it, it just allows the record to 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 exist, you know, without you kind of drowning the record out and just it's fun in a space. So, yes, I definitely did learn that with each song um, and just approaching each song with uh, specific vocal tones, you know, and not screaming on every record, not being quiet on every record, you know, just finding the perfect tone for the records that call for what they call for, if that makes any sense. It's crazy how you might come in with like, I'm a rapper, and then you start working on this music, and then all of a sudden you're singing a melody or you're like screaming something like, and it's crazy how much um, this kind of music can just kind of guide you to to new forks in the road and just try new things. Um, Yes. And and saying that, and to close us off, like with this, with these eight tracks, like, or during this process of this this EP, what would you say, or what would you say was like your fondest moment, um, whether it was in the writing session, the recording session, or now that it's finally out? Um, my fondest moment was just like getting in there with a lot of these artists and just you know creating and creating with some of my like man, some of my like favorite artists out of Los Angeles, like Buddy, Kent James, Ray Khalil. Garen, you know, like that, that, that was, that was super amazing. And just being able to create a bond with those guys, even after the project came out, um, because a lot of these guys, like before I was even like really at the point of where I am now, I was a fan of all of them, you know? So to have that, um, that uh, mutual respect from all of them really means a lot, you know, being able to get in there with, one of my favorite producers and DJ Khalil and even DK, the Punisher, I was a fan of his as well. So um, this fan, this body of work definitely is, um, there's the level of fandom on my part, because, you know, not only are these people that I'm like working with, I'm also fans of. So this whole thing was a, it was an amazing experience. And um, yeah, so, so we have a lot more to come for sure. Yeah. I definitely see you becoming a household name in the music scene and i feel like this ep uh from the district uh from the district to the world is definitely going to put that out there so um congratulations with with this release and i'm looking forward to more music from you and hopefully catch a live session uh next time around thank you rob appreciate you man thank you for having me thank you for taking the time out to speak and speak to me and thank you for caring enough really appreciate it thank you seriously like i'm I'm a punk kid. I'm a pop punk kid and uh, a rock kid. And I grew up like skateboarding and I grew up listening to underground hip hop, but mm. the hip hop rap world has kind of been non-existent to me for some time, just because mm. I don't like what's been coming out. Mm-hmm. And this record like brought me back into it. So that's love. That's, man. that's love. Amazing. Funny enough, man. I learned how to like, really like really, when I was really trying to learn melody and like study melody, Kurt Cobain taught me how Oof. to like approach records melodically. Cause he honestly, he's probably, he's definitely my top five favorite artists and writers of all time. Oof. All time. Man. Love Nirvana, man. I never mind. I'm really like, I studied when I was like really starting to study like how to be an artist. I studied, um, uh, Marvin Gaye's "I Want You" and uh, 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 Kirk Cobain, uh, 
Nirvana's Nevermind. Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I mean, that explains the storytelling, man. Like yes. that. That's huge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Amazing, man. Well, thank Amazing. you. Man. Appreciate you. Thank I you. I knew so I much. felt something in there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely, <laughs> man. But yeah, awesome, thank you for man. having well, me again. Appreciate you for real. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll do this again sometime soon. Definitely. A thousand percent. Anytime you need me, man, I'm here. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.